Chapter 7, Who Robbed Peacock Hall? The sight of Roscoe Janney's car made Henry's pulse beat faster. Roscoe owned a big old Jeep. Do you go camping, he asked Roscoe. He still didn't trust the guy, but he admired the cool car. I used to, Roscoe replied. The Jeep is great over these mountains in the winter. Grandfather climbed in the bucket seat next to the driver. Althea and the girls sat in the back seat. Benny and Henry got into the rear compartment where jump seats had been installed. Roscoe proved to be the perfect travel guide. He told funny stories about the region. He pointed out deer posed by the road and red-tailed hawks perched on the phone wires. Althea was quiet on the drive. Jessie wondered why she came on this trip since she and Roscoe didn't get along. Benny wondered why they were taking the trip at all. What was so special about a bridge? When they finally arrived, he was surprised. Benny expected to see a metal bridge. Instead, he saw a huge stone rock with a hole in it. That's the bridge, he asked. That's it, replied Roscoe. He drove over the rock formation which spanned Cedar Creek. Then he parked the Jeep and they all got out. I wish I had brought my camera, Violet said, but at least I have the drawing tablet Cousin Althea gave me. A sketch would be nice, Grandfather told her. I was here once before, but it was a long time ago. Roscoe told the Aldens about the limestone formation. The bridge is one of the seven natural wonders of the world, he recited. Athea took over. Thomas Jefferson was so awed by it, he bought it from King George III for 20 shillings. How much? Benny asked. Not very much money, Roscoe put in. Considering property prices these days, he gave his aunt a meaningful glance and Althea frowned. Can we explore, Henry asked Grandfather. Go ahead, it's perfectly safe, Grandfather said. We'll go into the cafe. The children ran to the overlook and gazed down. Violet propped her drawing pad on the rock ledge and began sketching the ancient arch. Behind them, a tour guide with his group was saying, In 1750, a young man named George Washington surveyed the bridge. If you look in the southwest wall, you'll find his initials. Benny became excited. More initials. Can we go see George Washington's initials, he said. Sure, said Jesse. Let's follow the group. They hiked down the path to the inside of the ark. There it is, Benny cried, pointing up high to a carved box into the limestone. With his keen eyes, he could see the letters GW. When the children joined the group grown-ups in the cafe, Roscoe treated them to ice cream cones. He kept looking at his watch, Henry noticed. Why was Roscoe so concerned about the time? He didn't seem to be in a rush. On their way back to Peacock Hall, Benny borrowed a sheet of Violet's drawing paper. He wrote B.A. over and over. Writing the letters reminded him of something, but he couldn't figure out what. Roscoe pulled the jeep behind Grandfather's station wagon. Here we are, he said cheerfully. I hope you all had a nice time. Yes, we did, said Jessie. Thank you for taking us. As she climbed out, she saw Roscoe's hand shaking on the steering wheel. I won't come in this time, he said to Althea. I wasn't going to invite you, she said tartly. It's late and the children need their supper. Before the Aldens and Althea reached the porch, Roscoe backed the jeep around and roared down the driveway. Boy, he sure is in a hurry, Benny commented. I'm glad he didn't stay. Althea fumbled with her keys, but the door was open slightly. That's odd. I'm sure he locked the door behind me. They all walked down the hall and into the living room. Althea gave a little scream. <gasps> Every piece of furniture had been overturned. Cushions lay scattered on the floor. The stern-faced portraits hung crookedly on the walls. I've been robbed, Althea moaned. James, call the police at once. Let's make sure no one is still in the house, said Grandfather. 
he and Henry checked the big place. When they returned, Henry reported, Nothing was messed up in any of the other rooms, only this room. Maybe we surprised the burglar, Althea said. He tried to get in the night you arrived, remember? But we didn't see anybody run out, Violet pointed out, and no one's hiding in the house or grandfather would have found him or her. Henry had a theory. I think whoever broke in was after one particular thing, and that person knew exactly which room to look in, this one. There's nothing of value in here, Althea said. What could anybody possibly want in my living room? Jessie felt a chill down her spine. The receipt. They'd been studying it when Roscoe Janney came in earlier, and she slipped it in a drawer behind her. Was it there now? Jessie walked over to the small table. The contents of the drawer, postcards and letters, were strewn on the floor. She pawed through the papers. It's not here, she cried. What's not here, said Grandfather. Henry knew at once. The old receipt we found. We were looking at it when Roscoe came in today. Jesse hid it in the drawer so he wouldn't see it, but he did see. But how could Roscoe steal the receipt, Benny said. He was with us on the trip. I don't think that old piece of paper was important, said Althea. Apparently it is, said Grandfather, or else someone would have gone to the trouble to steal it. Do you still want to call the police? Althea shook her head. As long as nothing is missing, she sighed. Anyway, the sheriff will be out here soon enough to throw me out. When the adults left the room, the children huddled together. Who could have broken in, Jesse asked. It couldn't have been Roscoe, Henry said, unless he'd had a friend break in. What about Tate, Benny brought up. Roscoe and Tate are friends, Jesse bit her lip. Tate's kind of weird, but I think he's loyal to Althea. I don't think he'd rob her. Henry agreed with Benny. We can't rule him out as a suspect. Is the old paper a clue in the treasure, Violet asked, as they were all thinking. Now they'd never know. The next morning, Grandfather left for town, again hoping to turn up some legal information that would help Althea. Tomorrow's the last day, he said. Althea had to go to Monticello. I have the early shift, she said to the children. We'll stay here and look for the treasure, Benny said. Althea shook her head. I'm sorry, Benny, but I can't allow you children to stay here alone. Not after what happened last night. But Tate is around, Violet reminded her. Athea shook her head. I know, but I'd feel better if you were with me. You can search the house this afternoon. Was she suspicious of the gardener too, Jessie wondered? This time the children toured Jefferson's home again. They located their favorite inventions one by one. Now for mine, Benny said, heading for the dining room. The guide was just demonstrating the dumbwaiters built into the fireplace that Jefferson used for meals. I still wish I had a little elevator in my room, said Benny. Henry laughed. Just what you need, Benny Alden, 24-hour room service. At last, Cousin Althea's shift was over. They all drove back to Peacock Hall. Let's start searching, Benny said, rushing upstairs. But you haven't had lunch yet, Jesse called. Benny hurried back down the stairs. Okay, but let's make it quick. Boy, you must be anxious to find that treasure, Violet teased. Althea understood the children's eagerness. Go ahead, she urged. I'll bring a lunch up on a tray. Too bad you don't have one of those waiter elevators, Benny remarked. Then you wouldn't have to walk upstairs. It's very unusual for houses to have dumb waiters, Althea said, chuckling. Lunch was a tasty combination of cold chicken sandwiches and potato salad. Cold lemonade quenched their thirst after working in dusty rooms. But after searching for several hours, the children didn't find the secret of Peacock Hall. They trudged downstairs to help Athea with dinner. Grandfather called and said he would be late. 
he was meeting with an old lawyer friend. While they were washing dishes, a familiar voice called, Anybody home? Roscoe Janney walked confidently into the kitchen. Hello, Auntie. Hello, Roscoe. Athea didn't seem pleased to see her great nephew. I came by to make you my final offer, Roscoe said, getting straight to business. He pulled out a typewritten sheet. Here it is. Take it or leave it. Althea barely glanced at the sheet. I'm not that desperate. Yes, you are. Tomorrow's your last day. If you don't pay your taxes, you'll lose Peacock Hill, Roscoe said. I still have one more day, Althea said firmly. Roscoe laughed and stuffed the paper back in his pocket. He'll be sorry you didn't take me up on my offer. This is still my house, Roscoe Janney, Althea said, trying to control her anger. Please leave at once. Whistling, Roscoe left. I don't trust that guy, Henry said to the other children. Let's make sure he really leaves.